what if Rodney Hudson does retire? What does that look like? What does it look like if Rodney Hudson comes back and plays for the Arizona Cardinals in 2022? Plus, list season from a national pundit ranking rosters 1 to 32 in the NFL. Cardinals are exactly where they should be. Alex Lancy, Locked On Cardinals. Here we go. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hi, how's it going? I'm Alex. <laughs> this is my podcast. Uh, Alex Clancy, Locked On Cardinals. Uh, welcome. Follow me on Twitter, Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cardinals. Going live this week. Um, as we round out another week of ho-hum Arizona Cardinals news, but that doesn't mean that there's not a lot to talk about, and there is. Uh, as I mentioned at the end of yesterday's show, I'm going to focus a lot on Rodney Hudson today. And I'm going to frame it as what this team's going to look like if Rodney Hudson doesn't come back, what this team's going to look like if Rodney Hudson does come back, and then CBS Sports um, – Cody Benjamin of CBS Sports put out a ranking uh, every roster in the NFL, 1 to 32. Where do the Cardinals rank? I'll talk about that in the third segment. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day. Uh, truly, truly appreciate it. Free and available on all platforms. We don't do paywalls here. Everything is free. You may have to listen to, you know, a Built Bar or Rock Auto live read, but it's a lot better than paying, right? Um yeah, and also you can check me out today on Locked On NFL with Tyler Rowland from Locked On Titans. Do the national show, talk a lot about the Cleveland Browns trade of Baker Mayfield to Carolina uh, and the surrounding storylines regarding it. So Rodney Hudson, when word came out that he was not at mandatory minicamp and it was unexcused and you know you didn't really know why initially. And the first thing that I thought about was – Number one, contract. And number two, what did the Cardinals do? And that's not necessarily fair. It's more of a snap reaction because of the Malcolm Butler situation. Some people say that, you know, he wouldn't have got a lot of playing time. So he went on the reserve retired list and then went back to New England. I don't know if it's structural. I don't know if it's institutional. Um, I don't really know. But we do we do know that if, if Roddy Hudson were to retire, that's two players that have retired in consecutive years after signing with the Cardinals. Obviously, Rodney Hudson was a trade. Malcolm Butler was a one-year signing. Chances are Malcolm Butler was going to get outplayed for playing time that he wanted, so he took the reserve route, but we don't really know. He says afterwards that that may have been what it was, but we don't know. We don't know. So when the word came out initially, it's like, oh, no. That, that's an oh, no. And to put it into context, this is a bigger oh no than DeAndre Hopkins being suspended. Even if Rodney Hudson, so say Rodney Hudson missed six games for some reason or another, and DeAndre Hopkins missed six games for one reason or another, who would you rather have back on the roster for the rest of the season? I'm choosing Rodney Hudson a hundred times out of a hundred. And for the casual football fan, which is great, I mean, th there's no. There's no wrong way to be a sports fan. But for the casual fan, you know, who does fantasy football with, with 
buddies or, or you know, girlfriends in, in, in uh, work pools and things like that. Nobody, people don't know who Rodney Hudson is. And that's fair. But for people that do know football, Rodney Hudson, I had Mike Gold Jr. on a couple weeks ago, and he glowed, he gushed when talking about Rodney Hudson. Consummate pro, all pro everything center, comes to work, does his job, and is exemplary at it. And if he's not on the roster for 2022 for the Cardinals, I'm not going to overstate the ramifications. I'm going to say this. It would be a catastrophe. And this isn't waving fist at cloud. Oh, they'll be fine kind of thing. It's, it's, it would be a catastrophe because there's no contingency plan. Justin Pugh can move over and play center. Okay. If he's a better center than any of the backups they had last year, that's good. That's a good solution to that problem. But the ripple effects are so big, so impactful, because Rodney Hudson makes the alignment around him better also. He brings their floor up also. So not only are you missing Rodney Hudson as a center, as an all-pro center, you're missing Rodney Hudson covering potential shortcomings, whether it be injury or otherwise, from the guards on the roster that the Cardinals have. So I don't say it as it's a catastrophe that it can't be maneuvered around. I'm not saying that Kyler Murray is going to be sacked seven times a game. I'm not saying that the Cardinals can't win. But I'm saying that not having a contingency plan when knowing that your all-pro center was contemplating retirement before the draft and you did nothing to plan for the future, that's what makes this a catastrophe. That's what makes this a catastrophe. And again, they could definitely win if Rodney Hudson retires. They could patch up the offensive line if Rodney Hudson does retire. But if I'm Kyler Murray, offensive weapons, fantastic. He's got more than he's ever had in his career. But if he has a second and a half to throw the ball, does it matter? Does it? And yeah, he's well gifted. He is well gifted at maneuvering outside of the pocket. There's, you know, the the defense has caught up a little bit to him last year with his Tony Romo, Steve Young spin out move. But he's exemplary at doing what he does, which is extending plays. But if Rodney Hudson retires, it is going to be a catastrophe for the Cardinals. Not an uncircumventable one, but a catastrophe nonetheless. Alex Clancy, Locked On Cardinals. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. Next, positive. What does it look like if Rodney Hudson comes back? This is the fun stuff. Alex Lindsay, Locked on Cardinals. I'll talk about that next. First, something I'm always positive about. Built Bar. Coconut Brownie Chunk Puff. Say it with me. Coconut Brownie Chunk Puff. So coconut brownie chunk is the flavor that is 
largely considered by the Locked On NFL host the best tasting protein bar. It's the 1% of Built Bar that's in and of itself a 1% product. Now they've come out with the uh, protein-infused marshmallow puff version, the coconut brownie chunk puff covered in chocolate, 60 grams of protein, low sugar, low calorie, high fiber. It's everything your parents wouldn't let you eat when you were younger in a protein bar, and it's good for you. Pretty much all you need to know. Okay, They've got myriad flavors over at Built Bar. I talk about a different one every week. And I have for the last couple of years. So this flavor profile, I mean, I'm just going to leave you with this. Coconut, rich, sweet brownie, creamy marshmallow. That's it. Stop fantasizing. Get to built.com to order your box of coconut brownie chunk built puffs right now. Go to built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, second segment, Locked on Cardinals. Thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. Truly appreciate it. Hope everybody had a good 4th of July weekend, kind of meandering back to work. Um, Ronnie Hudson has not meandered back to work. And I talked about, I kind of painted a picture of what would happen, what would it look like if Ronnie Hudson didn't return to the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, whether I, I'm assuming, and, and the question is, Aaron, I, I believe it would be retirement. I don't think it's a money thing because they did extend him right when they traded him. He had to restructure to make it uh, simpler cap-wise early on, but he's, he's going to get paid. He got an extension right when they traded him, uh, traded for him from uh, Vegas. What does it look like when Rodney Hudson, if Rodney Hudson does come back? And this isn't a situation where it's like, oh, he's for sure retiring. We're just waiting for Steve Kime to announce it or Ian Rappaport to announce it or, you know, whatever. It's still up in the air, but in very Cardinals-like fashion, nobody knows anything in the media. Like, there are rumors, there's smoke screens, there's, you know, mouthpieces for the organization that get fed misinformation sometimes. We've seen it. The Bidwell and Kime love doing this where it's like, I'm not going to tell you. And they don't have to tell the media jack. Like, I'm not saying that, oh, show me your refrigerator, like on MTV Cribs, which is eerily super personal. For some reason, I'm not exactly sure why, but we want to know something. We need to know, like, if Rodney Hudson comes back, okay, the Arizona Cardinals can make a deep playoff run. And this isn't a situation where I'm going to pinpoint Rodney Hudson as the pivot between a potential catastrophe and a deep playoff run, but I'm also not undervaluing Rodney Hudson's importance is a fool's errand. And Rodney Hudson's integration into this offense was instantaneous. And yes, Sean Cougar definitely had something to do with that. But when you put a young quarterback on the rise and a center like Rodney Hudson in the same offensive set together, that's something not a lot of NFL teams have. So if Rodney Hudson does come back, Kyler Murray's protection is going to be there. Justin Pugh is going to be able to play left guard. Will Hernandez, they'll fit Will Hernandez in. See if Josh Jones can level up. And Kelvin Beecham and, and DJ Humphreys continue to do their job as very solid left and right tackles. If Rodney Hudson comes back, Kyler Murray's going to have that extra second and a half. Kyler Murray's going to have a deeper pocket to step up into, which we're all hoping he's going to 
integrate into his in, into his skill set this year a little bit more, you know, effectively. If Rodney Hudson comes back, I said it before the season started, and I said it before the offseason started. I even said it after the draft and free agency when free agency cooled down. The Cardinals are still an eleven win team. If a lot of ifs, and the first if, aside from the fact that Kyler, aside from the idea that Kyler might hold out if he doesn't get a contract before the regular season starts, um, if Rodney Hudson plays is the biggest if outside of Kyler Murray. So if Rodney Hudson retires, it's one thing. If he comes back, I think they're a double digit team, double digit win team. On the on on the fact that this offense, if called and ran properly is one of the more high-powered offense in the NFL. I think that's pretty obvious. You've got every type of offensive player. You've got every single type of offensive player. Double. Each position has at least two in skill positions. If Rodney Hudson comes back, the Cardinals are a double-digit win team. And if they show up in a playoff game, who the hell knows? But the distinction between Rodney Hudson not being back for 2022 and Rodney Hudson being back for 2022 is absolutely massive. And it does it, it cannot be understated. Alex Lancy locked on Cardinals. Um, another, uh, another list. This one from national media member ranking full rosters of NFL teams. Where do the Cardinals stack up? I will talk about it next. All right, final segment. Thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. I am your host, Alex Clancy. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. List season is fun season. I did my top fives. Thank you, Tyler Rowland. You get your shout out from Locked on Titans. One of the, one of the better three three pop podcast week that i had where i just did three i think it was seven top five lists pertaining just to the arizona cardinals very fun check it out it's on the youtube channel and free and available wherever you get your podcast when you get smacked in the face with specific things regarding how the national media sees the arizona cardinals it's not a reality check it's a reminder because we can think however we want about the Cardinals, and that's fine. Closer to it, knows more of the positive and a little bit more of the negative of the national media. National media are big storylines. Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, suspension, J.J. Watt, Buda Baker, things like that. We are looking at, you know, 1-53 to 53 on game day. We get a closer look at Cliff Kingsbury when he's at times masterful. We see the shortcomings of Cliff Kingsbury when he's at times not. It's not his broad stroke. It's a paring knife and not a butcher's knife when we're carving up the Cardinals. And with the broad stroke outlook of the Arizona Cardinals, at face value, roster-wise, I think the Cardinals are absolutely where they're supposed to be on this list. 
of the 32 NFL teams, the Arizona Cardinals are ranked 19th by Cody Benjamin of CBS Sports. 19th roster-wise. And so middle of the pack, okay? Like, what's the difference between 15 and 20? You know? But 19th is, it's about right. And this is this is why, okay? They're super top-heavy still, and the defense hasn't replaced the players that have left. It's the plan, it seems, from Steve Kime that that's how they're going to iterate forward. It's the overcorrection that Steve Kime likes to do, and the offense should be high-powered. The offense should be scoring 30 points a game. They will in Madden. Matt Williamson has Kyler Murray. Matt Williamson from Peacock and Williamson Show. Check it out. Free and available on all platforms, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Did his uh, did his fantasy football rankings. He has Kyler Murray as the second uh best fantasy football projection wise going into 2022 so you know they're going to be high powered but one to 53 on game day 19th sounds about right i mean their cornerback room is shallow their linebacking core is all predicated upon the future of two young inside linebackers who didn't really play a whole lot of inside linebacker in college and their pass rush is marcus golden dennis gardeck and a rookie and the interior of the defensive line is Rashad Lawrence and Lecky Fotu and J.J. Watt. So when you look at the roster, 1-53, to game day roster. Could be 17, you know, could be 16. But 19 is right around the wheelhouse where you'd think they would be with what the moves that, with the moves that have been made and not made this offseason. It's clear that the decision to central that to fill Kyler Murray's basket with all of the weapons that he needs to perform. That was the goal this offseason. Very clear. And they did. And it seems like if Hollywood Brown pans out, which he should, if Rondell Moore takes a step forward, which you'd like to see him do, and if Trey McBride is George Kittle Jr. This offense is going to be set. And the frustrating part, I talk a lot about depth and lack thereof in specific positions on the roster. And Steve Kimes' lack of vision when it comes to the future and how to build out a roster. A lot of that is determined by draft record and Steve Kimes doesn't have the greatest draft record, but that's not what I'm talking about right now. The offense for the future is good. The offensive line needs some work, probably draft a couple offensive linemen over the next two drafts. But skill position-wise, the offense is set. Quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. They're good. And even if DeAndre Hopkins, so say DeAndre Hopkins comes back, and I don't even want to think about this. But if DeAndre Hopkins comes back, he plays out this year, and then they part ways at the end of the year, I think there's an opt-out at the end of the season for him. He's going to get paid massively in 2023. It's like, if they can figure out a way to keep him until he retires, this offense is going to be good for the next seven years. But there's a lot of ifs. And I guess that's what the NFL is made of. It's projection for the future, putting players in a position to succeed, hoping that they pan out to their potential. 
Steve Kime has done that on the offensive side of the ball, but he's completely neglected the defensive side of the ball. And that's why I'm frustrated. That's why it frustrates me with this offseason. And that's why the Cardinals are 19th out of 32 on this list, predominantly because Chandler Jones leaves, Jordan Hicks leaves. I know Jordan Hicks had lost a step. Great locker room guy, was a starter last year, even though Zayvon Collins was proclaimed starter six months before the season started. Four months. They didn't replace Chandler Jones. It's Chandler Jones. I know his numbers have dipped. I know that he, you know, what are the quotes? Um, uh, disappears for parts of games and, and, and chunks of seasons. But remember, every opposing offensive line coach and offensive scheme coach, whether it be the OC or the head coach, had to account for Chandler Jones. Double teams. Chipping with tight ends. Chipping with fullback, chipping with running back, and now they don't. And that is the biggest gap between a 19th ranked roster and like a 12th ranked roster. And that's where we sit July 7th with camp two weeks away. A lot of question marks. A lot of if this happens, then this happens. And I will say this before I let you go for the day. Alex Lancey, Lockdown Cardinals. Please like and subscribe. Hit the notifications on the YouTube channel so um, you know, you'll be notified when I post something. Um, Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons. Like, I'll break it up like this. Like, Rodney Hudson's important to the offense now becomes Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons and their desperate need by this defense to take their respective steps forward. Year one to year two is not going to be as big. Isaiah Simmons needs to take that I'm a fringe pro bowler step. And we've seen the flashes. We've seen the brilliance from time to time. I've talked about the goal line stops. If you can do that as a linebacker, there is nothing stopping you from getting more proficient and widening your skill set and becoming an absolute terror in the middle of the field. An absolute terror. If you go Buda Baker over the top and Isaiah Simmons slash David Collins both taking a step forward in the middle of the field with Byron Murphy, you got something cooking, baby. We just got to see it happen. Alex Lancey, Locked on Cardinals. Thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. Tomorrow, I'm doing it live again at noon. See you then.